Okay, good evening, everybody. So, how are you guys doing? <laughs> so, tonight I want to speak to you about the real you. Okay, so I'm going I'm to start by asking a question, and the question is, what is your image? Because the image that you have of yourself and the way you see yourself, that will reflect in your life. That will determine your finances, it will determine your health, it will determine your relationships, it will also determine the way you react to your circumstances. It will actually determine your whole life. We all, we most, most of us know the verse that says in Proverbs 23 verse 7 that as a man thinketh, so is he. So the image that you have of yourself in your mind, that is what you will experience in your life every day. Now, many people or people that haven't renewed their minds with the word often get the image from the experiences they had in their life growing up. Some people get the image from the, their current circumstances. For example, if a person, let's say a person grew up in a poor household and he constantly heard that there's no money or they're poor, often that person finds himself in the same situation as an adult because that is the image that he has of himself in his mind. And the same, sometimes a person, as he grew up, he heard constantly that he's not good enough or he's useless. What often happens, that person fails at everything he tries. And he moves from job to job, but he, he fails at everything he tries because the image that he has of himself is that he's not good enough. Some people get the image from their current circumstances, meaning they look at all the debt they have or they look at their bank accounts and they don't see a lot of money in there or they, they see actually no money in there. So... The image that they have of themselves is that they are poor, they have debt, and that's what they constantly will experience in their life every day. Some people will, were told by the doctor they have a condition or they have this sickness. Now, the image that they have of themselves in their mind is that they have this condition. So what happens? They're constantly experiencing that condition every day because that is the image that is formed in their minds. Carrie Blake told the story. They did a study on prisoners. But they have found that some prisoners, when they are released from prison, actually commit a crime on purpose just to get back into prison. Because they don't know how to live on the outside of a prison system. So they commit a crime on purpose to get back into prison because that's the only way they know how to live. Because the image that they have of themselves is that they are prisoners. So it's very important that you have the right image of yourself. That you see yourself the way God sees you. Because... <laughs> because otherwise you will constantly fail in life and you will constantly live in fear now Genesis 1 verse 27 tells us that God has made man in his own image he created him in his own image male and female he created them now that word created is the word bara and I spoke to Andre about it last week in the Hebrew it, it means actually to it doesn't actually mean to create something out of nothing it actually it has a meaning to fill in the Arabic language, that word means to, to, to fashion by cutting, to shape out. Like Isaiah said in uh, Isaiah 51 verse 1, he says that those who seek after righteousness, those who seek the Lord, meaning those who want to get to know God, he says, look at the rock from which you were cut. Look at the quarry, the, the hole of the pit from which you were dug. So you were formed in God. You were shaped out of God. And he filled your body with his image. Paul in Acts 17, verse 28, he spoke to Greeks then. They were unbelievers. He even said to them, he says, in God we live and move and have our being. He says we are all God's offspring. He's genos. That means he's family, he's kind. So for you to get to know who you truly are, who God created you to be, you need to know who your father is. 
That's the only way. Now, we read an interesting verse in John 1 verse 18. And it says the following, that no man has seen God at any time. But the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. So that means from Adam until Jesus, no man has seen the Father at any time. When I read this verse a while back, I thought by myself, yeah, what, how is this possible? I mean, we read in Genesis that Abraham he stood next to God and he spoke to God. So surely he has seen God. And then we read in Exodus that Moses, he spoke to God face to face as a friend. So surely he has seen God. So what did John, what did he mean when he said that no man has seen the Father at any time? Now, I studied the word see and I actually found that that word means to understand, to perceive, to see by knowing. So that means from Adam until Jesus, no man knew who God really was. That means no man understood who God really was. And nobody revealed him. The understanding of him was darkened. Because of the veil. The veil that was put there when Adam and Eve in the garden believed the lie that the serpent told them. When they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible tells us in Genesis 3 their eyes were opened. But their eyes were opened to another reality, another knowledge away from the truth. And that veiled the truth from them. That veiled the truth from them. We read in Matthew 17 from verse 1. Jesus, when he, when he took James and Peter and John up the mountain, and he transfigured before them. He became light before them. And then a cloud overshadowed them. And then Moses and Elijah appeared to Jesus, and they spoke to Jesus. Peter came to Jesus, and he said, let us build three tabernacles. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and then one for Jesus. And when, just when Peter said that, a voice came out of the cloud and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. You're him. And the disciples, they fell to their faces. And the moment they lifted their heads, Moses and Elijah were gone. Only Jesus standing there. So in other words, Moses and the Lord didn't reveal who God really was. So we also, we, can, we read it in 2 Corinthians 3. I just want to read it quickly to you. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 14. It says, But their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ? But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So that means Moses and the law didn't reveal who God really is. But it only pointed to the one that would come to reveal the Father. The same with the prophets. They didn't reveal who God really is. But they prophesied and pointed to the one that would come to reveal the Father. So only Jesus came to reveal who the Father really is. And He came to reveal who the Father has been from the beginning. Because God never changed. He's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He wasn't our enemy. Okay? His mind towards us never changed. We were enemies in our minds. Colossians 1 verse 21. Man was alienated from the life of God through ignorance because of the blindness of their hearts. Meaning the, their minds. So God was never our enemy. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, He says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And nobody can come to the Father except through me or by me. And He didn't speak about heaven. He speaks about the Father, to get to know the Father. So He says that nobody can know the Father except through Jesus Christ. Because He's the only one that came to reveal the Father. The only one. So for you to see who your Father really is, who God really is, you will only see it in Jesus Christ. He's the only one to, that came to reveal Him. If you read further on in John 14, I think it was it's verse 9, it says, 
The disciples even asked Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus said to them, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Read that in Colossians 1, verse 15, 14. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 4. I just want to read these two verses to you. It says, But if your gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we see that Christ is the image of God. But we also know that Christ is the Son of God. Read that in Matthew 16. There's a lot of places actually in the New Testament. But in Matthew 16 from verse 13, Jesus, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And some said John the Baptist, some said Elijah, some said Jeremiah. But then Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And then Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Jesus Christ is the image of God, the Son of God. I quickly want to read to you Galatians 1 verse from verse 15 to 16, Paul's speaking here, and he says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by His grace, to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So the Son was revealed in Paul. So He was already there. The image was already there. Quickly want to go to Colossians 1 verse 24. From verse 24. Also Paul speaking. He says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to the saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now when something is hidden or hid, it means it's already there. It's only hid from your knowledge or from your understanding. Okay? And the mystery that was hid from generations and from ages, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ was hidden from Adam to Jesus, so Christ, who is the image of God, was hid in you, in man, from generations and from ages, because nobody has seen the Father at any time. So the image of God that was in them was hid from them, because of the veil that was upon their minds. Now, most of us know the verse, Romans 3, verse 23, it says that all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The word fallen short means to come behind, to be, to be late. And then the word glory in the Greek is, a, is the word doxa. It means actually the true value. It means, if you read there, if you can study it in the Greek, it means the, a personal opinion that determines true value. So you can actually read that verse in the, like this. You can say, all men have sinned and fallen short of the true value of God. Or like this, you can say, all men have sinned and fallen short of God's opinion about their true value, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you want to just to get a revelation of how valuable you are to God, think of the cross, that God exchanged His own life for your life on that cross. So He sees your life as the same value as His life. Okay? He sees your life worthy of His own life. Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 5, 5 and 6, he says, 
let this mind be in you, that was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So God actually sees your life equal to His life. That's how valuable you are to God. Now Jesus, who is the brightness of God's glory, His value, and the express image of His image, He came to reveal to us who the Father really is. And in doing that, He came to reveal to us who our true identity is. Okay? I just quickly want to read to you in Hebrews 2 from verse 9. It says, But we see Jesus was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him from whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So Jesus actually saying here, that through the cross, and you can read it in Hebrews 9 verse 14, you can read it in Hebrews 10 from verse 19 to 20, He cleansed your heart from an evil conscience through His blood. Okay? That means He cleansed your heart from the lie that was put there, the veil that was put there when Adam and Eve believed the lie in the garden. And from the law that also put the veil there. So He removed that veil, that lie, so you can see who God created you to be. So He brought many sons into the true knowledge or the knowledge of the true value. That's what it says there. I quickly want to read to you 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 18. It says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handing the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I just want to read that last part again. It says to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. So the knowledge of God's value in the face of Jesus Christ. So again, you can only get to know the Father through Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, you see who the Father really is. And then it says, so the more you focus on Jesus, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you will get to know who you are, and the more also you will know who the Father is. Because the Father, you created in His image. Okay? So the more you get to see who the Father is in Jesus Christ, the more you will get to see who you are. And then you are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Now that word changed is actually the word transformed. It is the same word that is used in Romans 12 verse 2 when it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's also exactly the same word that is used in Matthew 17, when Jesus was transformed in front of his disciples when he became light. Same word. So it actually means to be transformed from the inside out. So that the Christ in you can be fully expressed through you. When God says in Romans 8 verse 29, he says, Those who he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So his son can be the firstborn among many brethren. Now that word conformed in the Greek, it means actually outward expression. It means to show similar behavior, having the same inner identity. 
So it actually it's all about revealing the Christ in you so it can come through you. So the more you focus on Jesus, the more you see who you are, the more you see who the Father is, the more the Christ in you can be transformed and expressed through you. And that was Paul's mission. Uh, we read in Colossians 1 verse 28, his mission was actually to present every man blameless and perfect in Christ Jesus. Meaning so every man can walk and talk like Christ. So that the Christ in you can be fully expressed. The identity, your true identity, the real you, can be fully expressed through you. He says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16, he says, Therefore we know no man after the flesh. That means we don't know people according to their skin color. You don't know people according to their outward appearance. You don't know a person according to his outward behavior. You know a man according to what's on the inside, the image of God. Okay? So when you minister to someone and you are focused on his outward behavior, you're wasting your time. You're never going to get anywhere with that person. When you focus on the image of God within that person, and you reveal that to that person, and you bring that out, that is what will get that person saved. That is what will lead that person to repentance. Colossians 3. I just want to quickly read to you. Colossians 3 verse 9 to 11. Paul says, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So what is the new man? It is a person that is renewed in knowledge, or has renewed his mind and has come into the knowledge of the image of God, meaning the image which is Christ. So it's a person that has come into the knowledge of the Christ in him, so that the Christ in him can be fully expressed through him. And that's how you put on the new man. The more you come into the knowledge of the Christ in you, your true identity, who God created you to be your true value, the more the Christ in you can be fully expressed through you. The more you will start to walk and talk like Jesus Christ. Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, from verse 9. It says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know even also as I am known. And that's how, from Adam... Until Jesus, that's how the Old Testament people saw God. They saw Him through a glass darkly. Because their understanding of God was darkened because of the veil. Paul says, but when we see face to face, meaning when you see Jesus face to face, meaning when you see who God really is in Jesus Christ, then you will see who you truly are in Jesus Christ. And the more you see who you are, the more you get to know yourself, the more you will express Christ through you. And the more the perfect that is Christ that will come through you. Okay, so it's actually when you get to know yourself as God has known you all the time, that is when the perfect, the real you will come through, the Christ in you. As when you get to know yourself as God has known you all the time. So Christ is the image of God. Christ is the son of God. In John 3 verse 2, now we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Created, formed in the image of God, which is Christ. Now, that is why God has sent His Spirit into our hearts, calling Abba Father. 
And His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in Romans 8, confirms of our spirit that we are sons of God. So He brings us into sonship so that the real you, the Christ in you, can be expressed through you. Now, how do we take this to the practical? We focus on Jesus. We look at, we look at Jesus. How did He do it in everyday life? I mean, Jesus, He wasn't threatened by any sicknesses. He healed the sick. He wasn't threatened by any storms or circumstances. He silenced them. He wasn't threatened by death. He raised the dead. So the question tonight is, what are you doing with the circumstances and the, and the storms that you are facing in your life? Do you get your image from those circumstances? Do you get your image from those storms? And are you constantly saying that you are poor, you are sick, and how bad it is going with you? Or are you saying, do you get your image from the Christ, which is in you, the real you? And are you saying to your circumstances and speaking to them, saying to them, be healed, be still, be gone? There's an old saying that I like, and it goes like this. It, it says, when you speak about your mountain, it grows. When you speak to your mountain, it goes. It goes. So fear doesn't come from your circumstances. Fear actually comes from how big and how bad you're making your circumstances in your mind. That's where fear comes from. The image that you have formed in your mind about your circumstances, that is where fear comes from. That is where fear comes from. So Peter, when he walked on the water, as long as he focused on the truth, on Jesus Christ, on the truth of who he is, on the truth of who God created and called him to be, he walked on the water. The moment he turned his eyes to the circumstances and he got his image from those circumstances, he got threatened by those circumstances and he started to sink. But as long as he focused on the truth of who God called him to be, he walked on the water. Because the real you cannot be threatened. So we have to get to know Jesus more and more. He is the only truth. Only through him you can get to the Father. Only through him you can get to know who the Father really is. And the more you get to know the Father, the more you will get to know who you really are, who he created you to be. And in doing that, and you focus on that, that is when the Christ in you will come through. And that is when you will not live in fear. You will not be threatened by circumstances. You will rise above your circumstances. Okay. I want you to start imagining in your mind. I want you to form that image in your mind of the real you, the Christ in you, who is your true identity, who is your true value. And I also want you to see where you want to be. Not where your circumstances are telling you that you are at the moment. I want you to see where you want to be. And I want you to see you rising above your circumstances. And they vanishing out of your sight. So form that image in your mind of who you really are. Of who God created you to be. And just imagine that.